<laughs> Praise God. How many glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I'll tell you what, I'm so thankful to be here, and I do, do appreciate and love our pastor, Pastor John, and his wife, Linnell. How many would agree with me? I've been on this side of the fence before, and it's a weight and a pressure that most of us, we don't understand. We need to pray for him because we're getting ready to go into new beginnings. It's going to blow our mind. How many know that we serve a great big God? Amen. Praise God. Would you just lift your hands with me just one more time as we just worship the Lord? We thank you, Holy Spirit, that you are here tonight. Whatever each need, you know exactly what every one of us need Lord, your word says that your word will not return until you void, but it will accomplish what it sent forth to do. We thank you for that. And all of God's people said, amen. Amen. I just want to tell you that I do count it an honor and a privilege to stand before you tonight. It's not a light thing to minister the word of God. Amen. Amen. I want to talk to you tonight about seasons. Seasons. I was asked several weeks ago, and I began to pray and ask the Lord, Lord, what do the people need? What do we need? And I kept coming back to this seasons. And um, I'm going to read you a couple of things. We're going to get to the verse here in just a minute. I think it's going to be on the overhead. But I want to, I, want to, I know that Pastor Zach was singing this while ago about that song and kind of ministered to really what I was going to talk about tonight. Never judge someone based on a season. Let me, let, me, let me tell you what I mean here. One season, David was a shepherd. The next season, he was a king. One season, Ruth was working in a field. The next season, she owned it. That's where you shout amen. There's some of you here tonight. The Lord's going to place in your hands things that you've been working for, he's going to put it in your hands and you're going to be the owner of that. I declare that in Jesus' name. One season Paul was killing Christians, the next season God uses him to bring salvation. We serve a God of the turnaround. How many say amen? I want to tell you a quick story about season. It's kind of a humorous story. It's not a true story, but it kind of fits all of us. He was a bear hunter. And he was going to go on a bear hunt. How many, been, how many bear hunters we have out here been on a bear hunt before? How many of you know when you go on a bear hunt, you don't go bear hunting with a switch, right? This man, he was loaded for bears, they say, literally. He went on the bear hunt, and he was out there. And he knew what to do, and he knew all the tactics. But he set his gun up against the tree, and he was going to take a rest. So he walked away, and he kind of walked toward away from his rifle about 50 yards or so. And all of a sudden, in the thicket, afar, he heard rustling. Then he heard the most unnerving sound, the sound of a grizzly bear. Started coming to him. He started running backwards, and he slipped over the, over the, over the, over the log behind him. He had prayed previous to this, and he said, Lord, I just pray that I find a Christian bear. He was, down on the, he, was down on the, he was down on the floor. He was down on the ground. The bear was coming to get him. And as the bear began to come get him, the bear said, Lord, I thank you for this meal that I'm about to partake. How many felt like that? You got everything lined up. 
You've got it all planned out, and things go awry. Come on. Listen, we're all in a season here tonight. I don't care where you're at. I don't care where you're sitting in this congregation tonight. We're all in a season. Genesis, look with me in the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 and 15. And God said, Let there be lights in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day from the night, and let them be signs and for seasons and for days and years. And let them be lights in the expanse of the heavens to give light upon the earth. And it was so. I remember as a child, I remember back when I was in college, I told somebody, somebody asked me, said, they, what, what seminary did you go to? And I explained to them, I said, I went to the University of Arkansas. And they scratched their heads and said, there's no seminary there. I said, there may not be, but that was mine. That's where I met God. That's where I got baptized in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's where the Lord taught me a lot of things. Of course, I did get a degree. But God began to show me some things. And I'll never forget, it was after my sophomore year in college. This is for somebody here tonight. You're praying about something. I'm asking the Lord. You're asking him, what should I do? What direction should I turn? I was asking the Lord about something and really just pressing in. And I really was just, I was, I was in that valley, the Bible says, of indecision. And I laid on, on, the, on the floor of my dorm room, and I just began to pray and seek God. And so I need to hear you. I need to hear you. Should I stay in college? Should I go? I was thinking about going to Bible school at the time. And this went on for months. But then I began to realize, the Lord began to show me in his word. I, he had instructed me to read through the book of Job, so many chapters a day. And I read through it one time. Church, I'm telling you, obedience brings, when you, when you obey the Lord and the Holy Spirit, it brings blessing. I read through it, and I asked the Lord, Lord, I, I didn't really get anything. There wasn't no heavy revy, you know, anything in particular. He said, read it again. <laughs> you, know, you don't argue with God, do you? Come on. I said, Lord, okay, I'll read it again. And I began to read it again, and I got to Job chapter 22 and verse 27. It says, when you decide on a matter... Light will shine on your ways. Now, that's from the King James Version. I believe this verse, ver, uh, verse that we read was from the English Standard Version. But I'm here to tell you tonight, when you decide upon a way, light will shine upon your way. We are in seasons. Everybody say with me, season. You may be here tonight. You may be listening later on. But you're in a season. We're all in a season. We all have favorite seasons. I don't know about you, but my favorite season's coming up. I love fall. I love the change into the colors, the smell of the fall, the rain falling. Of course, you know, I'm, I'm a big football fan. How many football fans we have here? I'm not going to ask you what team you're for, as long as you're for God's team. We all know who that is. I never forget, I used, to, I used to teach school. I taught middle school science. And they say, Mr. Odom, I said, you sure are short. I said, well, you just wait till I stand up. Some of you need to stand up what God has for you. You need to stand up and know who you are in Christ. 
You're the head, not the tail. You are above and not beneath. Hallelujah. You have been given all the things over all the powers of the enemy. Amen? The Word of God says that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have good news for you. You may be in a season here tonight in your life. How many of you are in a season? Everybody, everybody raise your hand. You're in a season because I'm going to go through each one and describe to you where we are at and why that is so, okay? I have good news for you. Your season won't last forever. It's just a season. Everybody say season. It's just for a time. Ecclesiastes declare this in Ecclesiastes chapter 1. The writer says, Solomon says, For everything, everybody say everything, there is a season and a time for every matter under heaven. And then it goes on, two, two through eight, it gives you all the things about that time. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to speak, a time to listen, a time to pluck up that which was planted. How I many know there's a time for everything? Amen? How many parents we have tonight? How many grandparents? How many know there's a time for everything? Amen? As they used to say, pick your battles, right? Don't die on every hill. Come on. My preacher's better than your amen. Never underestimate the power of a season, church. Walk in rhythm with God in your season. Let the Lord do the heavy lifting. Would you come up here, sir, brother? Come up here, brother. Would you come up here? I'm going to use these guys as props. They didn't know that. Here we are, church. Well, just don't move and let me try to walk, okay? See, a lot of times, this is what we do. The Bible says that we're, the Bible says, Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. See, the Lord is the one that's doing the lifting, not us. And what we try to do is, we're trying to, we're trying to move in our own strength. Now, this brother's a little bit bigger, I can't pull him, right? But we're trying to, we're trying to move ahead of God. See, we need to be in rhythm with God, not against God, not against the Holy Spirit, what he's trying to tell us to do. Simple obedience, church. We're in a season. We're in a season. So when we're in rhythm with God, so here, here you guys walk. See, so we're kind of walking, and here we are. We are, I, I'm an example. As we walk in rhythm with God, maybe he runs a little bit faster, but maybe he runs a little bit slower. How many know that let God be God? How many know that, how many have tried to be God tonight? How many, have been try- how many have tried to be God before? I have. I don't know about you. Come on. I know this is a little bit different, but I'm just telling you tonight, as we walk in rhythm with God, if we walk with him, if we walk in rhythm with the Spirit of God, then things will work a lot better. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Oftentimes we think God is, is too slow, when actually he is right on time. Jesus said in Matthew that my yoke is easy, my burden is light. I want to talk to you briefly about the four seasons of our life. The first season I want to talk about is the season that we're in, in the natural, and that is summer. I don't know if it's on the over, there it is. Look at the, 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 the summer. How many, how many like the summer? You get to go swimming, 
get to go on vacation, get to plant the garden or, har- or plant the garden, get the weeds out of the garden. How many like to get the weeds out of the garden? I'll never forget, my wife and I, we lived in Fayetteville, and we had this big, big, nice plot for a garden. And um, we had planted a nice garden. I think that was the year that, that uh, I had opportunity, went to China and taught English there and um, was gone for about six weeks. And we had this nice garden. When I got back home, it was all mowed down. I asked my wife, I said, what happened to the garden? She said the weeds took over and we had to mow it down. <laughs> I mean, no, you can't let the weeds grow in your garden. You got to get the weeds out. How do you get the weeds out? You get the weeds out by coming to church. You get the weeds out by praying and listening to the Holy Ghost. You get the weeds out by reading your Bible. You get the weeds out by sharing the love of God inside your heart to someone else. That's how you keep the weeds out. The summer season, some of you are in the summer season tonight. What is the summer season? It's when it's hot. It gets hotter. I don't know about you when... When I was a younger man, I, I liked the heat. I, I don't mind it as much now, but I don't really enjoy it as much as I did when I was about 16 hauling hay. How many of you hauled hay before? You, you, the, I'm talking about the square bales. I'm not talking about the big round bales on the tractor. I'm talking about getting those little, you know, those square bales. And, you know, they're kind of light at first, but when you get to the 500th bale, brother, right, and you're trying to put it up into that loft, it gets a little heavy. It feels like a ton of bricks, it feels like a load of lead. But in the summer, there's heat. But it brings the harvest, church. I said it brings the harvest. You may be here tonight. You may have the heat on your life. You may feel like there's heat coming down on you. You feel the heat of, of, of work. You feel the heat of relationships. You feel the heat against you, coming against you, the people in your neighborhood, the people in your family. Let me tell you the people that usually comes against us as we walk this walk of faith. It's not the enemy. It's those sometimes that are closest to us. And there's that heat of summer. But church, I tell you that the Bible declares in Ecclesiastes there is a time for everything under the sun. There is a season for everything. I never forget, I used to work at the University of Arkansas uh, Agricultural Lab, and we, I, I worked for a doctor. His name was Dr. York, and he, his specialty... His specialty was developing new hybrids of corn plants. That's what we did. We developed hybrids of corn plants that were drought-resistant, disease-resistant in the African continent. That's what we did. Did that for years. And I'll never forget he would say this, and I didn't really believe him until one, one night we were driving by there that, you know, corn is in the grass family. And when it gets warm at night, grass grows. And so corn, when it gets to a certain stage, it starts crackling and popping. Kind of like not popcorn, but you can actually hear it when there's a certain temperature. And that actually happened. I couldn't believe it. But I'm here to tell you, when the heat's on is when you grow. When the heat's on is when we grow in our relationship with God. Come on. Let me say, Brother Jeff, he said, I've been, I've been under the heat lately. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. That season, I'm here to tell you, the season's not going to last forever. That season's not going to last forever. What about the fall? I love the fall. What happens in the fall? In the summer, you've got the heat. But in the fall, what happens? There's a change. Everybody say change. Oh, how many like change? <laughs> Statistics show 
if you look at personalities and did a pi-square, about 83% of us, we don't like change. I can tell you how I know that. You wear those same slippers you had for 20 years. Your wife says, honey, would you get rid of those slippers? Would you get rid of that shirt? Well, that's my favorite shirt. I like to weed eat in or, you know, mow the grass in or work in the garden. How many know what I'm talking about? Most of us, we don't like change. I can tell you how I know in the church. Well, that's my seat. That's my service. Listen, I'm going to stop preaching and start meddling now. I've heard it said. Pastor John has said it and other pastors have said it. Listen, let's make room for other people. Come on. I know that we, we've been coming here for the last year almost. I'm going to go into detail. It's not the time for me to talk about that at this point in time. But when we started coming, we came and we sat in the back, and, and I think it was the 11 o'clock service. And I, I think that's probably the most popular service. And there was a lot of people there that day. I don't remember exactly what day it was, what season it was, what time of year it was. He said, we want to encourage you, you know, if you can come, sit in the overflow or come to the 9 o'clock service. How many know that change is difficult? This is hard because we don't like change. Changing. Changing seats. Changing services. How many know that we're getting ready to move to Gander Mountain? How many are thankful for that opportunity? I know this for a fact, that the Lord is up to something bigger than what we can imagine or think. He is doing something magnificent in this area. And I'm thankful for a pastor. I'm thankful for a church. I'm just, this is, this is just from a guy that's been here for a very short time. Some of you have been here for a long time. You understand a lot more than I do. But I understand enough to know that there's fruit in this church. How many have come to know the Lord in this church in the last year? How many of you come to the, know the Lord in the last five years? Amen. Praise God. How many know that when you grow, what happens when you grow? You change. I know that for a fact. <clears throat> when I started eating, you know, they, 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 this guy told me, he says, you know, if you're full gospel, you got to show us. No, I don't. I want to be. I don't want to be full gospel, right? I want to. I want to be less of me and more of Him. Amen. How many know that the winter comes after the fall? Some of us tonight, you you're in the summer season. You're feeling the heat. Some of you in this room, there's change in your life. What is that change? I don't know. That change could be a loss of a loved one. That change could be a divorce. That change could be a child that, that has a wayward child. Whatever that change may be, there is a change. But I'm here to tell you that that season won't last for long. That season won't last forever. But then we get into the winter season. The winter season. How many like winter? The winter season. I'll never forget my wife and I, we lived in Japan for a year. I taught English there. And uh, somebody told me one time, they said, they said, Brother Jeff, why are you teaching English? You can't speak it very well. I said, well, they don't know any different. <laughs> but the Lord gave us favor there. We were in Japan, and we were in the northern part of Japan, Akita, Japan. You've probably heard of the Akita dogs. That's where they're from. And there's a reason they have a lot of fur, because <laughs> it gets cold there in the wintertime. And we had snow constantly, pretty much, from about 
November till it was almost May that year that we were there. And I tell you what, I was ready to come back to warm Arkansas. But how many know that in the winter, there's dormancy? The sap of the trees, they've come down in the fall. The leaves have fallen off the tree. And, and things seem to like there's nothing going on. There's some of us here tonight, you're in the winter season. I have good news for you. Do you know that in a plant that the root system gains strength and grows more in the winter than any other time of the year? This is time to shout amen Amen. because the spring's coming. And the reason that you have been in this dormant season, the reason you've been in this winter season is because the Lord is preparing you and preparing us for the spring and the growth that will come. In the winter season, we don't hear anything. We don't see anything. Where are you, God? See, there's a thing called the hall of nowhere. I know I've experienced it. I was in a familiar place. I was comfortable. I didn't want change. The Lord said, I need for you to go. I'm sending you. You need to move. You need to go. I said, okay, Lord. Whatever, I will do what you ask us to do. And as we did that, the Lord began to show me. He let, we left that familiar place, and we went in down to that hallway. And when you're in that hallway of where I call nowhere, you're going to somewhere. You're going to that, that next place. And in that hall of nowhere, there seems to be, where are you at, God? But that's where your faith is tested. That's where you grow the most. That's what I would uh, 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 analogize the winter season. Anybody here tonight, you feel like, say, Brother Jeff, I'm in the winter season. I'm here to tell you that he is preparing you for something great. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong if you're in that season. He is preparing you for a great spring, for great growth in your life. I declare that some of you are getting ready for spring. You're getting ready for the growth. In the last season, that we all can be in sometimes, is spring. That's new growth. Job chapter 8 and verse 7. I don't think this is on the overhead perhaps, but it says, And though your beginning was small, your latter days will be very great. I declare that boldly to you tonight. This church, yet it was small. Some of you understand what I'm saying. Some of you were here at the beginning. But the latter will be greater than the former house. The anointing will be greater than the former. Amen? New growth is coming. New growth is coming. Your season. You could be in the summer. You could be in the fall season. You could be in the winter season. You could be in the spring season. I'll never forget. We were at Word of Life for 20 years, served as associate pastors And I was telling my wife this, and the Lord just kind of revealed this to me. The Lord allowed us to do many things. But one thing that I remember was there was a a great growth in that church. There were people getting saved. There were youth. There were children. There were older people getting saved. And that was that, that, that harvest season. That was that time. And then the Lord moved us, and there was change. And then we came down to South Arkansas, we were at another church in, in, in Falk for three years. The Lord led us there. 
And that was where the change started happening. It's like the leaves were falling off. I said, Lord, what are you doing? And then that winter season come on. But the Lord assured me, he said, son, your seasons are getting ready to change. Your season, you're going to see growth in your life. The Lord opens doors no man opens, and he shuts doors no man shuts. I'm here to declare to you tonight, God is good. He's good all the time. Not just some of the time, but he's good all the time. My God is good. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap offering tonight. I didn't read this verse, but if we could go back to that, guys in the back. Galatians chapter 6, I believe it is. I want to share this scripture. Galatians 6 and 9. And let us not grow weary in doing good. For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. The devil's main tactic is to wear you out. Because the Bible clearly says, if you don't give up. There's one thing that my mom taught me not to do. She never taught me. Never give up, that's right. Would you stand with me tonight? I know as we've been talking about these seasons in our life, about the summer season, about the fall, the change, about the winter time, you feel like there's nothing going on, Lord, where you at? Maybe you're in that spring season already, but I'm here to tell you that God is getting ready to do something beyond what we can comprehend or think. Come on. Amen. Would you just join hands with somebody right now across this auditorium and just agree with me in prayer tonight? Lord, first and foremost, we thank you tonight what you have done, what you are going to do and beginning to do and continue to do. Father, we thank you for healing Brother Travis in Jesus' name. Lord, he's not sick trying to get well. He's well. The enemy's tried to afflict, and we stand on the word of God tonight and declare and decree. Lord, we thank you for doing a work in his life. Father, we thank you for this church. We thank you, Lord, for this body of believers. Lord, we declare that Texarkana will come to know you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you from the north, the south, the east, and the west, Lord, that many men and women and children will come to know you at the foot of the cross. Lord, I thank you. Lord, you said that it is your will that none perish, but that all come to repentance. We thank you for that tonight, Lord. We worship you and thank you. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. I want us just to pray right now. I want us to pray for Pastor John and Nanel, but I want us to pray for every leader of this church. Would you just join in with me right now? Lord, we lift up to you, Pastor John and Linnell. We pray for them. We pray for a hedge of protection about them. We plead your blood around their life. We thank you no weapon formed against them shall prosper in Jesus' name. Lord, I lift up to you every leader in this church. Thank you, Lord, for raising up leaders. Thank you for raising up men and women of God, children and youth, Lord, in this church. Father, we thank you, Lord. It is your will, Lord God, for us to find that place, to come and connect to that place that you have for us. Lord, that we would be children of God, that we would be the salt and the light in this dark hour. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just turn loose of that hand and lift it up and just shake off. You should go like this. Lord, I thank you, Lord. I thank you that I'm free. Shake off. Shake off heaviness. Shake off doubt. Shake off worry. I think with that song that Pastor Zach, if he would come up just a moment just to hear if he's, I don't know if he's still in here or not. 
just got a couple of minutes here. I, just, I want us, as he sings that song, whatever the Lord lays upon him to sing, whatever he feels like the Lord wants to sing, take a few minutes. And I just feel like as he sings this, whatever song it is, that we can just shake off. I'm going to tell you as he comes here real quick, my wife and I, we said, Lord, what do you want us to do? The Lord shut every door. You don't know how many things that I've applied for over the last year. It's just unreal. It's un- unbelievable. But I'm not here to talk about me. I'm here to talk about how good God is. I'm talking about how good and faithful he is. Amen. Praise God. Pastor Zach, would you just sing and just lead us out tonight and close us out? Would you mind doing that?